0: Welcome back to another episode of the Hoop Genius Podcast brought to you by NBA 2K23. I am Mo Muti and alongside me as always, the one and only Mr. BJ Armstrong.
1: Real name, no gimmicks. You know it. Well, speaking of
0: real name, we've got to keep it real because oh, there's some real conversations happening right now around the NBA.
1: There's
0: some real conversations, okay? Real
1: conversations, bro? Oh, that's interesting. That's
0: interesting. Some real conversations. The first one we got to talk about is a very serious issue, though, um, involving the Memphis Grizzlies star Ja Morant. Now, Ja Morant is one of the most exciting young up-and-coming stars in the NBA. However, a report came out today in which Ja Morant has been accused of two additional disturbing encounters because he had something happen over the summer, and then he had the incident with the Pacers team bus where he pointed a laser at the team bus, apparently. And these two new allegations, uh, one of them involves him punching a 17-year-old, and the other is him threatening a mall security guard. Now, i got to say that these are allegations. Nothing has been confirmed and whatnot, so we don't want to cast judgments right now. But jump around, what are you doing? You are a multimillionaire millionaire NBA player, not a gangster. BJ, what's your take on all of this?
1: Well, it's very unfortunate that here we are, you know, with such a, with these allegations. and And, and now the responsible thing for us to do is allow the legal system here to play itself out before making any, you know, having any comments or judgments or anything or even remarking about the situation. So very unfortunate for everyone involved. But I think the the most responsible thing for us to do, Mo, is to allow the system to play itself out. And then once we can gain the facts, right, because these are allegations, then I Mm -hmm. think we will be able to give an unbiased viewpoint of what happened and how this transpired.
0: Well, there is... In speaking of the facts, Jamarant has spoken with the police and says he acted in self defense. He told detectives that he swung first because he believed the boy had been the aggressor, because he threw a ball at Jamarant's head and then stepped towards him, pulling his pants up. So that's what Jamarant has said to the police. And he also said that the kid said, I'm going to come back and light this place up like fireworks afterwards. And Morant's agent, Jim Tanner, has said that these are unsus- unsubstantiated Rumors and gossip that are being put out by people motivated to tear Jar down and tarnish his reputation for their own financial growth. So that's the official statement put out by Jar and his agent, but we've got to see how this unfolds. I just had to get that out of the way because obviously it's a big story. We have to cover it and we will keep you updated as more news unfolds and we'll share what we think as well as we know all the facts of the situation. But um, there's a little bit of, a little bit of beef with the ESPN (laughs) NBA crew. (laughs) Kendrick Perkins,
1: how come, how come, if, I wish people could see you Look like, like how you're smiling now Mom. They can he, see he me just love this. They, yeah, they yeah. can go on YouTube oh, no, and no, they man. can watch me They can watch okay, you then. By okay. the way,
0: if you guys are watching on YouTube Comment if you can see how great BJ's Video is looking today with a new camera It's coming HD, crispy But um Kendrick Perkins called JJ Reddick and Elvis Presley look alike Which I found rather amusing
1: he called him a what? What did he call him?
0: Elvis Presley lookalike. Oh, okay. Um, I guess because of the hair, which is, which is pretty funny. Um, <laughs> I found that pretty funny, but they were also going back and forth over the MVP debate. Now, Kendrick Perkins came out and said that Jokic pads his stats, but if you were to look at it from that lens. The Demon Nuggets this season have not yet lost a game in which Jokic gets gets a triple-double. So if Jokic is padding his stats, well, there's nothing wrong with it because the team is undefeated when he pads his stats, so to speak. So I think it's a 28-game winning streak going back to last season when Jokic has a triple-double. So it's pretty clear that he's not padding his stats because they've not lost a game because of him chasing stats. But then it escalated just a little bit. Okay. It escalated just a little bit because Kendrick Perkins put out a video on his Twitter, which then got deleted, in which he put something out there that allowed everyone else to make up their minds, and he said he just wanted to let him marinate. BJ, have you seen the video that Kendrick Perkins posted?
1: Yeah, you just sent it to me, so I, I saw the video. You're ruining the it. magic you of the show. <laughs> you made sure, without your assistance or help, I would have not seen the video, but because of the great friendship that you and I have, you know, you, you keep me informed on what everything that's going on. So yeah, I did B- see it.
0: BJ doesn't stay online. He's not on social media, so he ain't going to see it. He ain't going to see Perk and his deleted videos. So um, what Kendrick Perkins said is that since the year 2000, there's only been two MVPs that have not been top 10 in scoring and yet won the award. And those winners were Steve Nash and Dernovitsky. And now potentially this season, Nikola Jokic, and then he said, "What do those three guys all have in common?" Now I'll let you guys figure out the answer to Nikola Jokic, Steve Nash, and Dirk Nowitzki sharing something in common. But BJ, I wanted to get your thoughts on what Big Perk had to say.
1: You know, th- these are things Mo, that I'm, I'm, I'm really a little bit too. You know, I'm I, I'm too old to comment about, right? And whatever's going on between is it JJ Reddick? Is that who is going on? Yeah, with JJ, JJ and, Puck. and and Perk. I'm sure they'll figure it out. You know, <laughs> it's the one thing for me in this business is to respect the game, respect people's views, and then when people have things they have to say, then you say what you have to say. Now. I I really I don't get into to to that type of stuff, right? And as you know, Mo, and to all of our listeners here, I like to keep it on the court. And yep. what I do know is, you know, I personally know Steve Nash. I personally know Dirk Nowinski, and you know, I've had a couple times you know, just in passing to meet Jokic, right? I don't know. I know I'm not pretending to know him well, as well as the other two. And so I'm not here to go down that path, right? What I am here to do is to talk about, you know, the game. And yeah. what the uh, game means to us. And, and listen, I don't I, I don't know where he's going with it. I get it. I, I hear I it. I do want
0: to say this because of his comments and what he said that it wasn't the year 2000. I made a mistake. He said since the year 1990 onwards. Yes. And it's interesting. And it's just another example of how people can manipulate numbers to validate their point. Because if you go back and look at 1989, for example, um, Magic Johnson won MVP, if I'm not mistaken, but he was not top 10 in scoring yet. He still won the award. So it's interesting that Perk chose from 1990 onwards when the year before, Magic won the MVP without being top ten in scoring. So, I'll just put that out there. But continue. What do you think about this notion that well, here, your competitors? Here's here's the
1: thing. Here's the thing. You know, I think you and I had a discussion just a couple of days ago. And he, here's the thing that I think, if we're going to have a discussion, right? I'm not going to get caught into the details of what this said. I'm going to get. I'm not going to get caught into the content. I want to get, I wanted to have a discussion about the context. You know, like you just made a point here about Magic Johnson. And then for whatever reason now, when people have these discussions, and I've said this many times and I'll say it again. At one point there were four main chairs at the table, meaning four main tables where those voices matter, right? You had the governor's owners their voice matters. You have the executives, general managers, team presidents, that voice mattered. You had the head coach, his voice matters. And then you had the players. There were four voices, okay? The governors, the executives- Well, on
0: voting for the MVP.
1: No, the the, the, the voices as sitting at the table that mattered okay. the most in the game of, of the, in professional sports, professional basketball, okay? those voices matter. The governor's voice and opinion should matter for obvious reasons. The executives who are making the decisions, the, how to build a team, who to draft, who to trade, so forth and so on free agency that matters. You have the coaches, you know, working with the players, figuring out what's needed. What's what plays we're going to run, what style of play that matters. And of course, You have the players who are actually out there playing and doing the work. 82 games like so many people now. At some point here at at this table. There was another chair that was brought to the table and it was called analytics. (laughs) The analytics came to the table. Okay, the analytics. Which, in my opinion, they should have a seat at the table because the numbers do matter. However,
0: as a a historian of the game, BJ, what year or what time frame do you think that the analytics movement really came to prominence?
1: The analytics were sitting at the table since 1946. Who didn't look at the stats, right? If the team was out-rebounding me, out-rebounding us, then Mm -hmm. we would say, hey, (laughs) they're beating us on the boards by 10. The analytics were always here. It was just you didn't want to say that the analytics was more important then
0: the eye test or, or people watching the game, no, yeah.
1: your construction. Like there's there's many ways to look at the game, right? There there used yeah. to be a time, Mo, believe it or not, be, you know, before you were born, where actually teams would play different styles of basketball. Everyone oh, just didn't come down and shoot a three. And believe it or not, Mo, <laughs> it was a, believe it or not, te- some teams used to shoot threes and then some teams used to play a slowdown pace of game. Some teams used to play a fast pace of game. Believe it or not, well, there used to be variety in the game. Now, every team plays the same exact way. Now, mm-hmm. it is what it is. Now, the, the analytics now suddenly became the most important voice, and you can argue that it's become the main voice. So when I listen to your argument here with Magic Johnson. It's not said, an argument. It's well, just a, a
0: statement yeah, of fact. Yeah, when you
1: listen to the point that you made in your – Yes. Which is the fact. So the content is, well, Magic Johnson didn't do it. That's the content. But let's put it in its broader context. Magic Johnson's influence and how he played the game far surpasses any number that you can put on how many points he averaged. Right. Because in the end. Everyone who participates in basketball made a conscious or unconscious decision, depending on how you want to describe it or how you want to look at it, to do the following. We decided to play a team sport. So once you decide to play a team sport, you have to make a decision. What's your reasoning for playing a team sport? And if, you're, if your answer isn't to win, which Magic Johnson is one of the greatest winners to play, that's a criteria for me of why you should be an MVP. Whoever wins the game, Bill Russell, for instance we can't argue well he didn't average 30 points a game or 25 points no the, the the criteria is very simple to me of why I love this game. The reason I love this game mo is because in my 55 years of existence, I haven't found a greater gift than to be a part of a team with a group yeah. of people for one for one go- for one common goal it's real simple for me. Whether a guy gets a triple double, whether a guy averages 35 points, whether this guy gets 10 blocks. Okay, that's that's great. All those things matter. In the end, the game is real simple to me. The game is so simple to me, mo, I don't even see all the other stuff. Did you win or did you lose? Did you do yeah. your best or not? Yeah. Well, uh, and, and 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 I just want to say that because, mo, now we've gotten very complicated. Well, is this guy padding his stats? Is this guy averaging enough points? Since 1990, this guy said this. Well, this guy averaged more points here. Okay, that's fine. The numbers speak for themselves. However, I've made a conscious decision, and like I told you the other day, the MVP is really simple. Who Who is the most impactful player to winning? Who's the, and I and I and I and if you ask me, I'm just saying the most impactful player to winning this year.
0: You know what's crazy is like five minutes ago I was just telling everyone about BJ's new camera and how great this video is going to look, and then we had an error in recording, so we had to cut the show. And continue now. So BJ, you were saying for you, Jason says the MVP this season. I'm going to give my opinion. I think Jokic has a very strong case you all know, I believe Giannis Antetokounmpo is the best player in the world. And if we're going for the most valuable player on both sides of basketball, really and truly, Giannis should just win it every year. That's just my opinion. I think Giannis is the best. So when I'm looking at who's the most valuable player, for me, that's Giannis. If I was starting a franchise and I could pick any player to be on my team, I'm picking Giannis over anyone else in the NBA right now. That's my take on the, on the MVP for this season. That's how I'm figuring it in my head. But, I'm not mad at anyone who thinks Embiid could be the MVP or thinks Jokic could be the MVP. I feel like it's unnecessary to discredit all the other players in order to prove your point of who you think is the best. For example, BJ does a great job of saying, I think Tame's the MVP because X, Y, Z. And his reasoning doesn't factor in the tearing down of of the other players. That's the way I believe it should be done.
1: Here's the thing. If if we're going to have a... a total conversation, right? A total conversation. We have to factor in the game mm-hmm. and factor in both sides of the ball, offensively and defensively. Okay. We got to factor all of this in. You just can't say offense. You just can't say defense. You got to say offense and defense. Who's the most impactful player this year, right? Okay. In order to be the most impactful player, right? It has to be an inclusive thing with your team, whether, you know, so for instance, Giannis, okay, we can argue who we think is the most impactful player, right? But we have to say, who's the MVP right now? Who's playing the best brand of basketball from start to finish right now? Like, I'm not saying – Giannis, I believe, is the best player in the game. However, Jason Tatum, on both sides of the basketball this year, has been the most consistent player on both sides of the basketball this year. Now, I'm not saying he's been the best offensive player. I'm not saying he's been the best passer. I'm not saying he's been the best rebounder. But he's been there the most. He's been the most impactful player this year from start, to finish if you ask right now on both sides of the basketball that's that's the totality of the game now i get if you just said if you just pulled up Jokic's offensive stats and i you know what i always say about it, he's the most charming player in the nba <laughs> i'm a huge fan i love it i love him i love how he plays how could you not like him how could you not love him however if I'm going to say MVP, and you and I both know this, Mo, and our audience knows this, the players mm-hmm. who make the greatest impact, right? Mm-hmm. Offense, you can win some games in the regular season. If you want to win a championship, Mo, you must play what? 82 a- a- games.
0: Oh, you must play no, defense, no, but you, you got to be the there throughout most of the season. You can't just do a Kawhi absolutely. Leonard and not turn up. You know I mean? a-
1: Absolutely. So what we know, Mo, is that championships and when you play at the highest level Mo, not the regular, when you play at the highest level you have to play on that end of the floor and that to me makes this award a very simple award. However, now what we've done is, in my opinion, the people who vote on it, it doesn't seem to be a criteria or whatever it is that seems to have any consistency, right? Did he win? Did he not win? Did he average 30 or more points? Did he shoot, you know, 50% from the field, 40% from three, you know, I don't know what it is. That's, but what I do know, Mo, is that when you say MVP MVP, The main theme has to remain the main theme. 82 games. And who's playing, who is playing at a level on the totality of the game that is the most impactful in the game? And that, to me, is not hard to see. Mm -hmm. But I understand if you don't see it, if you're only looking at one aspect of the game. Like, let's look at the entire game. No one can sit here and look at me and tell me and name me two players that's playing at a higher level when you look at the total package of the game than Jason Tato. All right, you can take some aspects. You can say, all right, maybe Giannis. You could say, okay, on the offensive end, you could say probably Luka. You could probably say Jokic and some. But when you start putting everything together, when we put the whole pie together, Mo, the whole thing, <laughs> <laughs> there's, there's not a better player on the perimeter than him right now. There's not a better player playing defensively than him right now. There's not a better I'm, player who I mean, plays there's a
0: few playing better defensively than Tayum.
1: And I'm the no, no, biggest no. Tayum fan you put, you're going to find. When you put it on the totality, I'm talking about everything together. Okay, everything. You 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 could you could say Marcus Smart is playing better than him on the defensive end. You could say Drew Holiday is playing, better. but but I I know they're not playing better offense than him.
0: Okay, okay. I know so, they don't have so not playing care. offense mm-hmm. at the same level as Tatum. How are they performing defensively?
1: So the only player is Giannis and maybe Embiid. When we said, when I said, we put in the totality of it all together. We got to look at the. We're saying the most valuable player. We're not. If you want to say the most valuable offensive player, let's just make a. Let's just make it. Who's the Who's the best offensive player? Let's say that. <laughs> we have a defensive award. So who's the best offensive player? You might as well do that too. But if you say the most valuable player, that means everything. Unless I'm missing something, you got to be a complete player. Yes. Right? I I agree. I I agree. Okay. Now, and then, so I can't make, I can't say, you know, then you say, well, well, let's look up his contest, you know, what a contest, I don't know, true defensive, I don't know all these stats, right? (laughs) What we know, you can do, you can make up anything you want to make up. All I'm saying is when you look at this, everybody knows. Like, if you ask the players, they if you ask the players in private, they would all say, "Yeah, this year it's been Jason Tatum. If oh. you ask them. Interesting. If, if, if you, if, if, and, and, and they know it. I know it. The coaches know it. Now, you can make arguments. You can make an argument. and I, And I don't have a problem with an argument because I don't have to tear someone else down to say whatever. And the players know it. We all know it. You know, it is it is what it is. So, you know, I, I, I just want us to come to a conclusion where we all say this is the criteria. For yeah, because the then there's no debate of it afterwards. There, there, there's no debate. Exactly. The MVP
0: is decided by the media and the media needs something to talk about all year long. So that's what I'll leave that okay. on. Yes. We got to talk yes. about another former MVP though. The okay. bearded one, Mr. James Harden. A story came out today that there is strong rumours that James Harden might return to the Houston Rockets this summer. Now, Harden hits free agency over the summer. And if things don't work out in Philly, where they're really expected to get to the finals and maybe even win a championship, given the talent that's on their team, if things don't go as planned, James Harden might be on his way back. Not home, because he's not from Houston, but he feels at home. You know, in H town, what do you make of those rumors?
1: All right, are you? Oh, is that a question? Yes. Yeah, I'm asking. What what do do you think? Okay, if it doesn't work out in Philly, what's going to work out? What am I expecting? What's what does work out mean? I I mean, through
0: success, a deep playoff run past the second round.
1: Listen. You know th- this this league mo. Success only has one option, either you all in or you or, or you're all out. Mm-hmm. You can't have one foot in. You can't have one foot out. Mo. All right. So I don't know where these rumors start, but but I would hope that they didn't start within the Harden camp. I would hope, and mm-hmm. I and I don't believe they did. So. Here's how success happens. You know, I think it was the great Pat Riley, who, you know, he's he's one of the most recent to say this. There's winning and then there's misery. There's mm-hmm. nothing in between, Mo. Mm-hmm. Mo, there's nothing in between, okay? Now, when I look at the Philadelphia 76ers, and maybe this is unfair, Joel Embiid has raised my level of expectations along with James Harden, to say, I think this team is talented enough to win the final game of the season. Yes. Okay. So this first round, second round stuff doesn't really mean anything to me. And you know, Mo, I've been very fortunate that I've been on teams where the following idea has run rampant throughout our group. There is no such thing as if, <laughs> things didn't work out we got to get past the first round to be a good season you know Mo it was either win the championship or not so when I hear things like this come out you've already given yourself a you've already given yourself an excuse to lose mm-hmm. okay so I would hope Mo the the, the focus of Philadelphia because they have, in my opinion, a very good team, a terrific coach. They have young talent in Tyrese, Maxey and these guys that under no circumstances mode that anything, any distraction should come from the outside that would not allow them to say we have every reason to believe that we can win the NBA championship this year with the players they currently have. And to even put that out there to me is very disappointing. It's just very disappointing because you're saying, well, if they don't get past the second round, well, what's he going to do? Like, okay, if it didn't work out here, so you're going to go to Houston. You can't tell me that Houston is going to be a better team than Philadelphia. Well, year. no, I think the reason so why, why,
0: why people are thinking Houston is his family lives there. All of his business interests are there. He goes back and visits frequently. So he considers that his home. And they've got a young team in need of veterans. Obviously, he would go from a team that is capable of contending for a championship to a team that's currently at the bottom of the NBA standings. So
1: he has a team, but but those young players are developing. And that means those young players need minutes and those young players need shots. James Harden, last time I checked, he's a high volume player Mm -hmm. still. So all of this to me just seems like a distraction. I'm gonna say this about the Sixers. I think the Sixers now have a championship window and I'm going to hold, I think the Sixers have a championship caliber team. I think this is a team that was built to win the final game of the season. And I think their window is right now. And whether that's over this year, the next year, we can debate how long that window will stay open. However, When James Harden came there, along with Tyrese Maxey, along with, of course, the big fella, Joel Embiid, I I think right now they have to go for it. So to me, there is no getting to the second round. There is no getting to the conference finals. This is a team that has, on paper, a team that should be able to compete. To win they have the experience they have the the weapons offensively defensively they have the depth and a championship caliber coach so let's go for it i don't think there is no you know yeah i think maybe it's it's if they were worried
0: that james harden isn't going to get the max contract that he's looking for maybe this is a leverage point of well if you're not going to give it to us we'll just go back to houston maybe that's the reason why these rumors started leaking it might be part of their negotiation tactic i don't see any way that a player at James Harden's age I think he's 34 now who's yet to win a championship and that's really the only thing left on his resume he's won the MVP he's been a scoring leader he's carried a team the only thing that he needs is a championship I don't see that any way he goes from one of the best teams in the NBA to one of the worst teams in the NBA I just don't see it but you guys at home let us know on social media let us know in the comments let us know on social let us know in the Discord. Get involved. The Discord is in the description. You can get involved, have your questions and hot takes reacted to on this show. BJ and I will be back with more NBA talk. And I promise it won't be another MVP one because it feels like we've done like three of them this week. You tired of talking MVP yet, B? Uh,
1: yeah, I, I'm, the, the MVP is, it is what it is. <laughs> so let, let's to oh, I, I, I I, get I want to get through who's the best team. You know, let's talk about who's the best team.
0: I think it's time we talk about the playoffs coming up. So uh, stay locked in. Make sure you subscribe on all platforms, YouTube, Spotify, Apple, or wherever you get your podcasts. Don't miss a single episode. And most importantly, until next time, get buckets.